They say that money is the root of all evil. So why don't you be a good ass motherfucker? And give us all of yours. Head on over to patreon.com slash BMFcast. All right, welcome to the BAMFcast. Hey, BAMF hour. This is the hour. <laughs> I don't know why we, we started. end up doing that? I don't know. That was my fault. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Number 43. Keeping God. track. Yep. Nice. But it's more like number 40, ask Wee. me anything. Because. <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Sure. Nailed uh, it. Yeah, we're doing an Ask the Movie Fiends Anything episode. Uh, Let's introduce us. ourselves, yeah. starting oh, at the oh, top. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. Yeah. And what we do each and every week on the Banffcast Variety Hour no, is we don't, we don't do that. nothing we, in particular. Yeah, we there's, bullshit. There's, there's no instructions for this one. Yeah, Except that we are, still, sa- we are stan- sans Chuck still, so it should, yeah. it should be noted. And we're still locking it down, so we're on Skype and uh-huh. not yeah. watching a movie together, so time to yeah. do other things we don't normally get to do um, right actually we're on zoom uh <sighs> whatever we're promoting the people of china and not the people of redmond washington we're on video chat <laughs> and not teams or discord right. anyway <clears throat> yes. um things we no- normally don't get to do on the regular Banffcast are uh, including the among the things that we don't get to do on the regular Bamfcast uh, are talk about our weekends. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we make fun yeah, we of podcasts. That talk. Yeah, <laughs> you're told you cannot talk about your weekend ever. Exactly. Um, until now. Until now. So I'm I'm actually going to bring something up from this weekend uh, that I had a whole lot of fun doing. And if you're watching on the live stream, you will see behind me um, a bunch of people in uh, ridiculous clothing because I went to the local Ren Fair. There's not one in really in the town where we live, but there is one called the Hogtown Medieval Fair that happens in uh, Gainesville. It's just a not Hogtown. No, surprisingly not. No, there there apparently is no place such as Hogtown. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, come on. Everywhere is Hogtown if you believe it in your heart. Right. Yeah. Well, if we were, ride we're a formerly Cowford. So, yes. Know. Right. Maybe it maybe Gainesville used to be Hogtown. I, I, I don't know the etymology was, of the name. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I've been to um, Hogtown. <laughs> yeah. Um but <laughs> yeah, so um if I had ever been to Hogtown, it was when I was a wee child too young to remember. And um I have forgotten about it until like the week after it happened every year for the last like fifteen years that I've wanted to go. Um but a work friend was going and we were talking about it a lot. So I finally remembered to go down to ye old medieval fair. And um, it was a fucking hoot. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I I mean, I knew I would I would enjoy it, but I didn't know that on one of the coldest days of the year, I would have an absolute blast. Um, I didn't dress up or anything because I don't have any, you know, good cloaks. Um, so, you know, I don't want to show up in the ratty ones. But uh, yeah, there was uh, there was jousting, which was sweet. Um, it was the WWE of jousting, sort of Whoa. like not that they had like pyro and and a ring or anything, but 
it was all like orchestrated and very sports entertainment y. Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I would think that you, you kind of have to have a little bit of pre planning if you're going to ride two horses with a piece of stick at each other. Yeah, but I know they still do in some places like legitimate competitive jousting. And this was definitely not that. Like, dudes were not giving it their all. They were trying to make it look good. And it, it did. It looked awesome. They had like breakaway lances and, mm. um, they had, uh, they had, two like absolutely beautiful huge horses it was super cool like one of them was like this massive draft horse looking thing i don't know what kind of horse it is i don't know i don't know shit about horses um but it was an evil horse yeah it was the i mean there's clydesdales and everything else right yeah quarter horses no there's also Uh, mini horses yeah true True. Did anyone joust on a mini horse? Yeah. Was there like they any like not. RIP little there Sebastian? No, <laughs> nobody rode a little Sebastian. Uh, but that uh, doesn't mean that there wasn't one there. There okay. were too many horses. Uh, two little baby mini horses. They're like, you know, I don't know, eight hands high or whatever. They were adorable. And one thing I realized about myself is that uh, horses make me nervous no matter what size they are. Yeah, like, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. when you think about it intellectually, it's like a, you know, a two ton, you know, it's a two ton muscle piece full of, of spite for humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right there. And they're also really I don't twitchy, like horses right? like horses are are historically twitchy. So I didn't pet any of the big horses, but I did pet the, the mini horse. I mean, that I, they, they're, they're not they really had, twitchy. They're more historically writing ebooks than going on Twitch. <laughs> I mean, that's like. <laughs> Fair. What I've heard on the internet. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. God, um, is horse ebook still even? A I thing? don't know. I just no. <laughs> no. Horse Twitchy ebooks got... made me think of like horses on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Horse ebooks, like somebody like doxed horse ebooks or something, and it oh, stopped no. being a thing. As far oh, as well. I know. Anyway, I could be wrong about that, but everything the tiny gets horse... doxed eventually. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, horses. Uh, the tiny horse was super soft, and they also had tied a little unicorn horn on its head, Aww. so. It was a little baby unicorn. It was adorable. Um, our best friend Kyle is asking in the chat if there was a witcher and uh, if I could toss coins to him. I was on the lookout for a fucking witcher. At the ale tent, they sell you like uh, they sell you coins so that you can exchange them for for alcoholic beverages. It's part of the like controlling the you know controlling the the IDs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I guess I, I don't know. I don't know what the point is. Um, but I bought a few beer tokens and I was carrying one around in my, uh, um, in my jeans five pocket ready so that I could pull it out and whip it at him. If I saw a witcher, mm-hmm. there were also no Yaskiers. So, uh, that was kind of, kind of a disappointment. Were there many but, bards about what's that uh, last I, one? I don't know. The other thing. Yaskier. Yeah. The, um, the bard. From Witcher, Jaskier, Yaskier. Oh, okay. You know the the guy with the the hat. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I barely made it through one episode. <laughs> oh, okay. And yeah. you haven't played the games either. Yeah, or no. Read the books. Well, I mean, okay. not enough to know anything. No. Okay. Um, he's the bard, and okay. he's annoying but charmingly so. Hmm. Anyway, so there are none of them. Um, there were various and sundry bards about. Um. So there were also like, 
they had a battle chess that was like a play crossed with battle chess, hmm. um, which was pretty fun to watch. Um, so you got to see some stage combat. And then they had some folks from the SEA and uh, one of the HEMA groups. Um, That's Society for HEMA. Creative Anachronism, if you don't yes. know. They're the people that beat each other up in the park with weapons. Yeah. And HEMA is, HEMA is like that, but more accurate techniques. Mm -hmm. Like HEMA is historical European martial arts. Hmm. So was that, there was that kind of stuff. Uh, there were there were also giant turkey legs, which is like eighty percent of the reason I, I went. I was going to ask if you got a giant turkey leg, and then I remembered that looping. you had a picture of it that right. I have seen. So yes, it was delicious. Wait, they served the turkey leg inside of a loot? You said what? absolutely. <laughs> All right, whatever drugs you're on, you need to put them on yeah. pause so I can get through my story. <laughs> um, but no, they did not serve the, serve them in a loot, hmm. um, nor did they serve them in a loot crate. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so I had the giant turkey leg. I had a couple pints of ale. I almost bought a cool hat. Uh, they had like they had this procession like three times during the day of like the king, the king and queen because they got a king and queen obviously, and um, had a bunch of musicians in that, including like <laughs> two people playing. You know the the. Medieval trumpets don't have like valves or anything, so it mm -hmm. pretty much relies on pure skill. And um, the trumpeters, either it was too fucking cold or they were a little bit rusty. Um, oh, the old rusty trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but like when they were playing their little heralds or whatever they're called, it it was like two out of two cart two out of tune car horns next to each other so that was that was hilarious uh there was a good magic show which was which was a hundred percent surprising and they also had um a very very buff dude with no shirt on uh running a human powered like carnival ride that's like shaped like a big barrel and this dude, dude with no like shirt on 40 degrees when when we got there i think it was still below 40 and yeah this dude was just standing there like holy crap fucking and he was ripped that dude was ripped uh so just one of those dudes who's like i will gladly take my shirt off right yeah, yeah. I mean, was he yeah. like hoisting people up and stuff i mean like or moving no, them they... around in some contraption moving them around in some contraption okay. yeah i it mean was that big... probably was keeping him a bit warm too i guess I... Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the barrel was, like, six feet long, you know, barrel on its side and, you know, maybe three or four feet in diameter. Enough to put, like, four children, size children in them or in it. But he was whipping that thing around, and that was awesome. Um, it was a fun time. Like, it was, we were there from 1030 until four, you know, and. Oh, wow. Full didn't day. really, yeah, didn't really get bored. We were just like, okay. We're tired. Time to go. <laughs> um, bunch of cool merchants and stuff. Um, did they have like yeah. uh, you could shoot crossbows or anything somewhere? They did have. Um, so they had a thing really close to the entrance, which is probably good because it's before you get to the beer tent. Uh -huh. um, they had like throwing knives and throwing stars, which is odd for medieval period um, and throwing hatchets. 
and then way on down by the SCA place, they had um, they did have archery and they had live targets, but they had the little you know foam sort of things on the end. So you got to shoot at three guys standing in armor in the middle of the little field. Okay, which was for the cool. neck. Yeah, or or the nuts if you want. Yeah. I only experience. I, I've been to like the Scottish Highland Games a couple times, yeah. but my only experience with like a true Ren Fair was Bush Gardens Williamsburg has like a permanent uh, Ren Fair, or at least did. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do, but that's the only one I've ever been to. <laughs> I think they still do. Yeah. 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 I did crossbows and won like this cool like leather sack thing you know it was like carnival games but i got this like i you know i mean it just looked like a scrote <laughs> but I, I used to keep like a you know like my dice and stuff in it you know like for ye old bean the bag yeah i mean i used to keep like dice and you know uh hit counters and things like that in it you know like yep it was cool i i keep my dice in a crown royal bag like mm-hmm. you know like a gentleman um but yeah, I, I highly recommend uh, medieval fairs or renaissance fairs or whatever. It bunch of people dressed up. You don't have to dress up if you don't want to. Tons of fun. Good way to spend Sounds 20, cool. 30 bucks on an afternoon. Even when it's cold as shit. And eat a giant turkey leg. Yeah. yeah. Any oh, other yeah. like, I want to know about any other like treats, like food treats. Did they have like scotch eggs or i mean that's a highland game thing but you know like I'm just uh, thinking, like they did they did have a place that had scotch eggs there wasn't a whole lot that was like there was a lot that was themed or or named to be medieval like uh-huh. you know come and get the king's nuts or whatever uh-huh. um <laughs> yeah. stuff like that you know <laughs> they had i uh, wish i had it so i could it is um i think it's in another room but on the they had a pizza place that was run by Domino's and it was ye old Domino's it was literally <laughs> called ye old Domino's. I feel like you could do um, better than that. Come on. Oh, I'm sure they could, but I just, I still, I like was it. amused yeah. by it. Yeah. I think it should have been like avoideth the noideth. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid ye thy noid. <laughs> thy noid. Yeah. And then the witcher comes in and like takes money for fighting the noid. There you go. Hey, you yeah, know a thing about a witcher. Cross, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not saying I don't know what the witcher is. It's just, oy. I'm just proud of you for knowing a thing yeah. about a witcher. He's like, oi, noid, noid, <laughs> noid, witcher. Twas a good time. Cool. I would consider going to one at some point in my life. You should go Maybe. next year to the Hogtown Medieval Fair. Maybe I will. I'll call you. Maybe. Yeah, let me know. Man, I, but doing it in February, stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Well, actually, well, it, late January still. Yeah, but it can go either way here. You know, it, it might yeah, be. Yeah, it could be sweltering. Yeah. But yeah. it's also in the rest of the country, the risk is it just doesn't happen because it's snowy. Yeah. So. I would think they do it here because, you know, you don't want to do it like June or July and walk around in fucking Renaissance gear. <laughs> No. I mean, it's sort of like sure. I, it's yeah. sort of like why That'd I always ask like why gear. Dragon Con does Labor Day weekend in Atlanta. It's like, are you fucking stupid? Like, it's one of the hottest <laughs> places on the earth, and you're asking people to like wear latex and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take note, uh, 
pinball conventions in Orlando, you yeah. fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. You guys want to answer some questions from uh, listeners? Uh, Is that the first one? Yes. Okay. I'm asking you. Oh. I, I can ask you anything right now. And that is oh, no. literally the thing I chose. Was <laughs> Do I want to Do answer you... questions? Yes. Okay. Uh, um, what if I say no? Uh, well, then uh, you'll be booted off the Zoom and Harlow and I will have to flub our way through a few things. Okay. I'll play along. Okay. Just cool. this once. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, we put the call out to uh, our uh, our listeners on the various socials and the discord channel, which uh, you should probably join, go to the website, bmfcast.com, find the link, join it. I like discord. It's nice because it kind of self-regulates itself. Like shitheads eventually just go away and <laughs> you know, it's been very few we've have ever had to deal with. So got a lot of questions there and it doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to be a patron. None of that stuff. Just join it and you're good. So, with that said, let's get going, huh? Uh, first one we got is from Birdie. Not Steve like the bird. This is Birdie, uh, who is also a, uh, a longtime listener, but asked, what has been your favorite and least favorite theme month besides Black Exploitation History Month? Mm. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? My uh, personal one is Triple Rex 2, State of the Union, simply because <laughs> we named it Triple Rex 2, State of the Union. <laughs> is that your favorite and least favorite? Uh, as far as like the actual content goes, least favorite. Because those were some bad... Like the, I think what that one had Anonymous Rex. It had... Um, oh, yeah. There, were, there, was like, there was just some real just dull stinkers. I mean, is that where the, the other Tammy the T-Rex comes from? Is that doing that? Or I, it might have been. Yeah. I honestly don't I mean, recall. I know we did, like the, we did it twice. We did the normal and then yeah. the unrated or whatever. But yeah, uh, I don't think so. I think we watched Tammy and the T-Rex before that. Yeah. Triple Rex State of the Union yeah, happened before, Rex and before the new too. studio, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but either way, that uh, that's my favorite name, at least. Uh, I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Doggus, though. I think Doggus just always seems to work. And Chuck <laughs> is the most enthused about it out of any of us. And it's funny because we're like... <laughs> He'll say something. He'll be like, fuck you, Chuck. Wait till Doggist. And then Doggist comes in. And he's like, uh, we're not watching any dog movies because you guys hate them. And we're like, no, we don't hate them. We just push them all to Doggist. <laughs> right. But, uh, um, what do you guys think? What, what are your votes? I have an opinion. Okay. I, I would love to hear your opinions. As I rarely do. Um, my least favorite theme month was 1990 year. <laughs> You're never going to let go why. of that, are you? No, I am not, and I shouldn't. I should harry you about it for it the rest of my living days and some of my non-living days. Well, yeah, well that gave us a, a, the theme month Kid and Play April. It did. Mm -hmm. So, April O'Neil. <laughs> I think there was an actual ape rill in there at some point where we actually did watch. I think there was. I think that might have been how we started it, and then we were like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, we're not actually doing that." We're. That might have been where we actually did. Um, Shock we Club. did it. We did. I think you're right, yeah. but I think we did a theme month every week. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, April, that, that, yeah, yeah. Because we were like, we're doing ape rill, and then we were like, no, we're not, because we're actually doing 1990 year, and yep. we're trying to let you figure it out by April. Nope. We were trying to tip our hand. 
Nope. You could have just fucking you, told me. The royal you. <laughs> oh. The royal you. Like, well, you could have just fucking told me well, as well. Like we started it, and then we thought you'd catch on, and then it just kind of became a thing. And some rando on Twitter said it, and then never wrote us again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was... Um, yeah, at least... I love it. At least invest. Oh, you, still, you didn't say your favorite, well, so... Uh, how could I have any other favorite other than Black Exploitation History Month? And I know that was disallowed by the question itself, but um, I'm invoking my right as a founding member of this podcast to answer the question in the manner that I wish. Okay. Black Exploitation <laughs> History Month, because nothing can beat it. Uh, nothing even comes right. close. I think if we were to eliminate that to answer the question properly, then I would have to say probably best would be one of the force months. I feel like we've had the best force things from this or you know like we uh, did we do force majune or something one time or we were, were we going I think to force majune was pretty bad <laughs> yeah. i think we did i mean uh, you know name wise that's pretty good but i mean like you know the yeah. first force month i feel like we had like three out of four really solid movies or something like that yeah it was a good month yeah like there was only one shitty one um yeah i i am disappointed ninjanuary got canceled this month because of covid yeah, or yeah. This it's still year. time for ninjuly yeah yeah Vanuary was pretty good. Vanuary yeah, was a good Vanuary one. Vanuary yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, like... <laughs> how do we find, like... Four Van Lee? How do our brains work that, <laughs> that like, we, we put a whole theme month with, like, the only Van movies that exist? Like, mm-hmm. there were four Van movies, and it was like, now we're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vanuary. I mean, we could have oh, done Christ. more Van thing, because there's, like, there's, like, six Van Wilder movies. <laughs> <laughs> No, it oh, is strictly well, mode of transportation. Van Helsing and no, yeah, yeah. But yes, we could have done that. Yes. Uh, honestly, I was gonna say my least favorite being Doggist. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, <laughs> I don't care for Doggist. I mean, I do. I like the weird joy it brings, Chuck. But and, and like, I, and I'm okay with Doggist when we're doing like, you know, uh, I was that we've never done Cujo, but what what's the we did Silver uh, Bullet and and Man's Best Friend. Man's Best Friend, and there's which something. is still oh, one Watchers. of my favorite Watchers episodes. Is what I'm thinking of. Watchers, are oh like yeah, Watchers. Ones. Was, uh, the anyway, first like, one's good. The other two were not so. But much. yeah, just I mean, I'm okay when like we're doing dog movies like that. But you know, I don't like the talking dog. You know, I just I don't like the that 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 era of the you know. It's the era like post Pearl Jam when everyone sounded like Pearl Jam but wasn't Pearl Jam. It's the mm-hmm. like post Babe. Everything thinks if you just make animals talk, it's automatically funny. And it's like no, they what they have to, what they're saying has to be good and not stupid. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it's that kind of principle. I I really really dislike those movies, like those talking animal movies. What about Bailey's Billions? I was not here for that one. Oh, you you missed Bailey's I think Billions? I was. I think I actually was in Vegas for that. Ironically. Oh wow, go figure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that one, I never saw that one. Is that Dabney Coleman or somebody? I think so. I know. I know it was uh, Jennifer Tilly, and I want to say it was um, that. Oh God. Honestly, no. That and the um, and, and Tim Curry, and they were paid by the word. Because they t- they said like literally seven thousand words in that movie as fast as they could. I'm pretty sure that and Space Buddies are the only two Bamfcast movies I've never seen. 
Man, space. Like, you weren't here for Space Buddies? Space Buddy? No, he that's, wasn't. That's no. actually the good one. Okay. I thought yeah, Super Space Buddies, Buddies was pretty Yeah, because it had Spud Nick. I kind of liked Super mm-hmm. Buddies. I mean, as far as like suffering through them, Super Buddies was okay. Yeah, Super Buddies was all right. What's the one we really hated? Was it Treasure Buddies or was it uh, Spooky Buddies? It was probably Parvo Buddies. <laughs> we haven't watched Parvo Buddies. Well, I know. I just, I mean, that's the one I really hate because they, <laughs> again, you have to understand, I don't hate dogs. I hate the humans that make them talk and say dumb things. I don't want them yes. to kill the puppies. And, yes, and I'm Robert upset Vince. That, you hate Robert Vince. Yes, I, I'm upset that they murdered puppies to make a bad movie. So, you know, that's my least favorite one. Well, that one might not be bad. We just refuse to watch it. True. Yeah. Well, it's it might actually favorite. be good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Uh, this one's from uh, <laughs> this one's from Chase, like the like the landmass. Uh, which cult movie? Culting. Chase marks. like the landmass. I like that. <laughs> like you don't say his last name, so therefore it makes no sense. <laughs> well, it's Steve like the bird. I know. It's but, the same thing. Yes. Uh, Chase like the island says, uh, which <laughs> which cult movie do you guys think deserves to get the midnight movie slash shadow cast treatment on a regular rotation? Hudson Hawk. That that was instant. Yeah, I've I've championed Hudson Hawk for years, and I think that like I can't be the only one who gets joy the kind of joy I get out of watching that movie, and it's not ironic. Like I get fucking joy from watching mm-hmm. that movie. And it's stupid. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't be the only one. So I enjoyed it. So okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't like didn't. go to bat for it like you, but shit, like Robot Jocks needs its day in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like it kind of, as far as most of them, Pacific Rim even giving a nod to it, like, is that's a pretty big deal. I mean, you know, I feel like people at least mentioned robot jocks when pacific rim came out like most of the other things it's like they're lost a fucking time you know like yeah, no one's yeah. ever homaging it or anything yeah i have two for okay. sure uh first one being king of the kickboxers because there is absolute joy to be had in that movie and i could not imagine seeing that in like a theater full of like-minded people mm-hmm. watching that and second one would be super fights as well like same thing both stupid, ridiculous, poorly acted in the best possible way. And actually, in you know, on that vein, Strike Commando, you know, being being the third one, like I feel like that one had a little bit of it. That, that's the red brown uh, yeah. candy, a cotton candy growing at Disneyland, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Just make that sure. is Strike Commando, right? I I'm, think. Like, my, that's the thing is like sometimes with those generic titles, I get them mixed I up. I know. And that's the problem with it. And that's the problem with, I mean, King of the Kickboxers is a memorable title, but, right. you know, Super Fights doesn't uh, doesn't instill memory. Yeah, it's Strike I always, Commando. I always feel like Dragon Fight is better than it is because that's a great fucking title. <laughs> oh, it's a great title. And it's got Zadar and Chain Armor. Yeah. I mean, oh, I feel like, yeah. yeah. But, mm. but, yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's not as good as, like, you... <laughs> Like those images making your mind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but I feel like any of those three, like get them on the, on that circuit and, you know, they become the, the celebrated classics that they are. I, you know, I'd say, I'd say hard ticket, but I feel like it kind of, it had its cycle. Mm-hmm. So, so it's probably due for a comeback in a few years, but yeah, but I'll definitely yeah. take it. Um, I, I never hear anybody except for us talk about 
arena. Yeah. Arena's really good too. Like anytime anytime I bring up, you know, my favorite bad movies, anybody asks me and I mention arena, people are like, What's that? I'm like, uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh hmm. Yeah, that one has a problem because there was a Bury movie, Me Steve. Yeah. There's a movie called Arena that came out in like two thousand five or six that was just basically like, you know, cashing in on UFC bullshit. Right. And that and that hurts it in like SEO and everything else because you say arena and people are like, oh, that 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 crappy fighting thing. And you're like, no, the good fighting thing with Steve. <laughs> right. Steve. Yeah. In Steve space. Armstrong. And that's the type of thing too. Like I I I don't know where we are in like the nostalgia cycle for that very specific, just barely before CG cheaply made sci-fi movie thing. Like, like, you know, that era of robot jocks of arena, like ice pirates and crawl and yeah, all those things. Well, you know, it's like a lot of puppet plastic, you know, yeah, but, you I know, f- like, but we didn't hire Rick Baker. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like that should be coming back into the zeitgeist in some way, but it just hasn't yet. Yeah. But I feel crawl like it seems it's... to get a lot of love, though. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a bad example. That one people yeah. still like that one. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, right. you know, just I'm just saying that, like, you know, cheaply shot on a soundstage, you know, a lot of latex and, you know, but not, you know, it's not like we got the good guys to do it. <laughs> yeah. Cheaply made, but still entertaining. Yeah. And yeah. Good. Like, like that's how I look at these is it's like, yeah, the budget isn't there. Like, you know, that crocodile's mouth isn't moving, but still who cares? Like it still looks cool and it moves enough to move around and act in the scene that you need it to act in. So yeah. Arena. That's a good one, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next one we got some late elf who says, what's been your biggest surprise movie in the last few years? whether you enjoyed it or it was just something totally different than what you expected and made an impression for that. Is this limited to Banffcast movies or? I uh, he this did not like specify. Yeah. Um, I'd say nobody for me. Like I, it was not the movie I was expecting it to be. And it kind of let, because it wasn't that it let it do some crazy ass shit that I was not expecting, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we are going Banffcast detention, like I, had no yeah. idea what to expect out of detention. And then it was like, here you go. This is a fucking ride. And yeah, that was just like, I, I, that one, I didn't even know what to expect, but I knew it wasn't that. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think like, I haven't really had, I mean, maybe it's just due to the lack of movies over the last few years, you know, or like them. I mean, let's be, let's be honest, they were kind of like holding back the good movies. Like, ah, this is going to be a few months, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and then everything got all fucked up. And so it's like, it's, it's hard to tell, but like, I, I'm trying to think like the last time I've ever like legitimately had like a shocked, you know, jaw open, like experience seeing something where I just was not expecting it. I mean, I have to go back to like Scott Pilgrim. I mean, honestly, like, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't quite completely keyed in on like Edgar Wright's style. I mean, I think I'd seen, you know, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, but I don't think it was like a established to that style thing yet or whatever. And I, mm-hmm. I really didn't know anything about the source material, but, and I know he just said the last couple of years, but I mean, that's the last time where I like walked in knowing seemingly very little about the thing and just kind of be like, what the fuck am I watching? Like yeah. in a good way, but yeah. Um, yeah, nothing's really like shocked, shocked me in the last few years really. Yeah. Yeah, I, 
shocking is hard to say like yeah. movies where I was like, Oh, I've never heard of this. And it's awesome. Yeah. Um, like cotton comes to Harlem. I bought that Blu-ray and I mm-hmm. don't generally buy physical media all that often, unless it's something that I absolutely have to have. So, you know, that one, that one gets a nod for me. God, that movie's great. It's so good. So good. I bought the book. <laughs> yeah. That's how much I liked it. Yeah. I couldn't get through it. The like colloquial or what's the word for it? Colloquialisms. The, yeah. The, the writing style is real hard to get through since mm. all the dialogue is written sort of as spoken. Oh, phonetically. Almost. Yeah. 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 It's, I'm it's, not, not always a fan of that at all. It makes it hard to read. Yeah. Yeah. The only other things I can think of, um, is two that I just absolutely loved and clicked with me completely. Uh, Palm Springs. I was like, this sounds like my thing. And then I was like, no, this movie's my life. Like this is, this connected <laughs> with me so thoroughly. And uh, also Kubo and the two strings. I was just kind of like, this looks like a cool movie and people have good things to say about it. And I'm like, it's now it's like, okay, if you like it, that's one of the few movies I would recommend to literally anybody. And I, absolutely love it and it's still every single level that movie works for me and i was not expecting that out of a you know a stop motion kids movie so moving on Mm -hmm. next up walt oh hey i know walt walt's been on the show he has i've seen walt in person Uh, so have i amazing (laughs) we've we've played board games with walt we've done i've been in walt's house yeah oh my god i have too (laughs) Who knew? Uh, Anyway, Walt says, uh, what do you guys see as the future of the movie going experience? What are some pros and cons of the current experience? What trends do you see ending and beginning? And then he says, we'll always have fast six. (laughs) We will. Um, I know Harlow is probably going to have the most to say about hating the movie experience, but I, I feel like it's going to end up going more premium than it is. Mm -hmm. Like if, if movies survive, the Rona. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see like smaller cinemas and more premium experiences. Um, it's kind of been the trend already, not necessarily smaller cinemas, but um, because they built all these, you know, 24 or 36 plexes uh, 20 years ago and locked in their rent or whatever. So they don't have to tear them down and build new ones. But We've seen all the theaters convert to recliners and assigned seating and everybody's putting a bar in there and different food options. So I think it's I think it's going to continue to trend uh, more premium and more indie Mm -hmm. like our local indie theater. um, They're still doing right now in theater shows, but they have also opened up a semi permanent drive in they found a place that would give them some cheap space on the weekends and put up a semi-permanent screen. So I think we'll see more of that, uh, more of sort of boutique experiences, if mm-hmm. you will. And that's, you know, that's my thought. Um, I like the strides that theaters have made to try to make it a better theater going experience, at least for me. Cause I hate yeah. like, I hate chasing seats and God, I hate assigned to... seating has been like the biggest godsend 
Yeah. Like, I don't like, remember when it started, but holy God, it's like, how did we do this before? You know, having yeah. like one of you has to go and sit and then reserve these eight seats. Yeah. And everybody keeps coming up and trying to take them. And you got to tell them, no, wait, my friends are just getting popcorn. You know, all that shit over with that. now. I love it. I, I love assigned seating so much. And like, I, for a long time, I refused to go to a movie with anybody in any more than like two other people. Yeah. Because I hate that so much. You got to get there early. And like, you know, if the movie starts at, let's say eight o'clock, you got to get there at eight thirty to get your seats. If it's mm -hmm. a popular movie, especially on a weekend night. Um, yeah, I've just, that's really changed the game for me. Um, cause now I don't, I don't care how many people go like fine. This, these are the tickets available Buy your tickets. I'll see you there in our assigned seats. I can get there five minutes before the movie starts and not have to worry about, you know, any of the other bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, I dislike the trend that continues. That is like everything gets has gotten extraordinarily expensive. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. As, as far as trends ending, ending, I, I guess I can tack back to the size of movie theaters. I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to be seeing anybody build any. 24 screen theaters anymore yeah i think they built two new cinemark ones in town mm -hmm. and i want to say they have like 10 screens maybe like the yeah. dodecaplex is done for sure <laughs> yeah uh what i would love to see things go to is what uh it, like in orlando the enzion i believe it is and uh there was one that used to be by my college back in the 90s is like you get a table Mm -hmm. And you're sitting at a table around a table that's facing the screen and you've got like a waiter or waitress coming like in the middle of the movie, you know, obviously being, you know, super quiet about things and checking on people, you know, and you had a little thing on the table that you could put up that would say, come, you know, come serve me something, you know, yeah. like I, I feel like I would love to return to that experience where, you know, like you've booked yourself a table, you know, you and your friends, have bought an eight seat table for this movie. And that's kind of like where you have, and you got, you know, you've got your area, you can put your food down and it's still a communal experience, but it's way more relaxed atmosphere almost. And it's kind of more like a hangout and it's not necessarily, you know, like people are there, like, like Enzion is very much, everyone's there to see the movie. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I loved that. Um, Obviously, that's going to be prone to people, you know, just ordering picture after picture. And then by the end of the movie, like, are you fucking dead all the whole time? I know it, you know, that sort of thing. But I still, I would love to see it go to that, you know, and, and I, yes, I love our super hyper comfy recliners that you can go to sleep in, but I would love to have a table of some kind to set my shit yeah. on too. Well, like it. Uh, Sunray and at all the one Alamo that I've been to they have that bar in front of you and it's only maybe a foot deep but um, at least at the at the Alamo you can you can order drinks which is super cool mm -hmm. uh, you just have a little card and if some motherfucker is acting up you also just write that on the card and set it in front of you and the person will come by and pick it up and go oh okay you get the fuck out of here or watch them and make sure they don't do anything else, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. being able to knock out your fellow moviegoers 
in the middle of the movie is chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everything I I would say would be very pessimistic. I mean, it's not it's not because of the the nature of the the state of technology or the size. I mean, you know, I think there's room for a 20 screen movie, you know, going experience for the, you know, the people that want that. Like, you know, I want to walk up and I, I'm not discerning. You know, I just want to walk up and have a movie starting within 20 minutes of when I walk up. I mean, I think that's what those experiences were for. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the big problem is like people don't, people don't respect anything, you know, mm-hmm. including their fellow humans. And I mean, so you make these nice places. I mean, we saw it with the reclining seats. Uh, you know, we get these nice seats and everything. And then within like three months, they're all torn up or malfunctioning or broken or sticky. And it's all just like, we can't have, you know, the, the whole expression of like, this is why we can't have nice things. Well, we can't because, you know, humans fuck it up. So, I mean, the only the only way it's going to work is with the like, you know, the policing system. I mean, it's mm-hmm. sad that that's how it is. But, you know, that's the only way it's going to work is like turning it into like a true theater experience. I mean, I think that's the difference is like, you know, one's a, you know, a, a big, big version of the baby, you know, the electronic babysitter. I mean, for most people, I mean, it's, it's the fucking Walmart experience of movies. Mm-hmm. And the other one, it's like, you know people are going because they want the traditional theater experience. It's like, I am paying for an evening of entertainment, not an evening of escape, like not a distraction. You know, like I'm here for the art of movies and storytelling and all of that. And other people are just like, I don't care. You know, they're the people that have like television on 24 hours a day, just because it's on in the background, you know, like doesn't matter what it's on. It's just fucking noise. Movies are content to them. Yeah. Content. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, you're never going to get respect out of people like that. It's just like, if the movie sucks, they're like, well, fucking slash the seats. And it's like, that has fucking nothing to do with anything. You know? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. like. So do you think they'd be able to make, for lack of a better term, quiet theaters hmm. that are actually policed? I, and I've, and, s- I've and said for have years. have those segmented from the fucking teenager theater? Yeah. I was going to say, I've said for years, we need adult movie theaters. And I don't mean porno. I mean, like, you uh-huh. have to be 18 or over. I mean. You know, you can show whatever the fuck you want. And I'm just saying, like, you need to have, like, a bar, a 21 and up movie experience. Maybe even 25 and up. I mean, I went to a club in Orlando that was 25 and up. And being, oh, like, 24 at the time, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then, like, now I was like, no, I get it. It's because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're a fucking scrub Bush League rookie when you're drinking the first couple of years, you know? And mm-hmm. you need to, like, learn to hold your shit and not be an asshole. Some people never do. But, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the thing is like, you need, you know, you need a respectful theater and then you need the fucking Walmart of theaters, you know, and that's, that's what you need. I mean, that's the only way it's going to like maintain, you know, yeah. <laughs> any yeah. sense of like, so, you know, working. Well, that's why I think like the, the more premium slash boutique experience yeah. is the way to go because sure. like what's happening now, uh, to talk to the trends, uh, portion of the question is, so much stuff is available the same time it's in the theaters on Disney plus or on some sort of premium service where you don't have to, you know, gather up your nine kids um, and shuffle them off to the theater and spend $140 in popcorn, you know, just for them to spill it all over the floor and then cover it with the Coca-Cola that they also spilled on the floor. You can just, pile your kids in the room and everybody's got a 65 inch television now, except for me and um, just watch it at home. You can, you know, 
or you know you got a projector and you can project it on the side of the house or whatever mm -hmm. um so that experience of people going to see a movie for the express purpose of going to see a movie mm -hmm. is probably disappearing and people are now instead going to see a specific movie you know the the the, the film itself is the event not mm -hmm. going to see a movie you know, not the experience. Yeah, I mean, so, it used to just be like you just, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, you just show up at the theater and be like, well, what's playing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. I guess we're seeing Jaws this week. Okay. I guess we're seeing Butch Cassidy this week. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like you didn't really know. It's just like, I hope this is good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now you know what movie you're going right. to see. Oh, yeah. And you probably yeah. know half the movie before it even hits, you know, the first frame. You know, thanks, trailers. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just. That's what I mean. It, it, it has to, we have to have some sort of line in the sand where it's like, this is the, we don't care. We're just here for, to eat popcorn and have things flash before our eyes. And then we need to have the, like, this is the, and like I said, you know, it used to be like, you could just be like, well, it's an art house movie. And I feel like people would just be like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to watch the Michael Bay movies anymore. I'm just going to watch this French shit because I can go over here and it's going to be peaceful and people that aren't idiots are going to be in there and I can read the subtitles and it'd be quiet and it'd be nice. I mean, I think it's like, I think a lot of people are just like turned into snobs because it was just like, well, at least I'll have a peaceful experience over here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I started going to, you know, for a while pre COVID, I was trying to go to the indie theater on a Monday or Tuesday um because nobody would be there right. and you know i could i could choose the seat i wanted i could kick back with a giant tub of popcorn and everyone would leave me the fuck alone <clears throat> or if i would went to see you know a regular movie i'd or a movie at a regular place i would also see it on a monday or tuesday or early on saturday like the matinee show is where it's at mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. Because, I, I mean, like I said, I, you know, I'm not trying to be completely pessimistic. Like, for me, the movie experience is about the fucking movie. I don't care about popcorn. I don't care if another fucking human is there. I don't give a shit. I don't. I am there to see the movie. And, like, I like the technological, 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 technological aspects of it. Like, I, you know, I like a seat that fucking rocks when the bass is up. Or, you know, I, I'm there for spectacle, too. But it's like... Technically, I mean, speaking, I, I could have that same experience at home. I mean, it's just you go to a movie theater and you expect it to be properly calibrated and everything. And like, you know, I could do that at home if I really wanted to. I could I could get all of that experience 100% at home and that would be fine by me. I know that's not everybody. I know some people are there for the communal experience and I couldn't give less of a shit. I, I am there solely for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you're never going to get a snakes on the plane opening night at right. home, but also no. you're never going to get, you almost have to stab somebody at home either. Right. Well, you're usually not going to get that. Yeah. I mean, it's me. I could, I could start acting a fool in the middle of a movie and <laughs> take my, I have to take myself out. Yeah. I could have to stab one of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Them's our thoughts on movie theaters yeah. and the related experience. Cool. Well, speaking of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Yeah. So proud of you. Uh, this one's from Torpor. 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 I, I, yeah. Torpor. Uh, 
who asks, are there any recent actors slash actresses for whom you think we should keep an eye out? This can be because they're good for any other reason, like they give an entertaining train wreck of a performance or whatever. Uh, I can answer for both Chuck and I. Yeah. Okay. Uh, McKenna Grace. Yeah, I was because that's the first name that popped in my head, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's who to look out for. I mean, again, I, I was like, how how young or whatever we were talking about. I mean, you know, is it like you're talking about like the next up and coming good actors of the of next generation or is it like hey this guy's 40 and he just yeah you should check him out like <laughs> he just started pop, popping up and shit you know mm-hmm. um yeah because they are good for yeah. for any other reason so it's kind of a kind of an open open question right, but right. you know yeah. anybody who's 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 stood out recently i think is a fair interpretation mm-hmm. Yeah, I the only one that really comes to mind for me is Jessica Roth. Uh, the she's the lead in both the Happy Death Day movies. Mm-hmm. She does a really good job of like making you hate that character and then turning around and making you love that character by the end. Yeah, and you know that's kind of there's a skill to that mm-hmm. <laughs> to having that charisma for sure. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I think it it goes without saying, but I, I've I've said Catherine Newton too. I mean, I feel like she's already on the meteoric rise. That's the opposite. Uh, yeah new york's down usually um i don't know but yeah i mean she's already like on the rise i think but she's good um That's... don't know i'm trying to think of like any dudes i mean we've talked about timothy charlemagne and, <laughs> and all that but yeah yeah timothy Chalamet. <laughs> and also i don't even know how young he is i think like he's oh he's like than... four years old well, I mean, when someone was like, he's in the Interstellar, I'm like, well, fuck, how old is he? Because like, Interstellar was a while back now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like mid-20s now. Yeah, yeah. He just looks like a child. Yeah, he does. He's 26 years old. Okay. There we go. Holy there shit. You. Yep. I feel very old now. Yeah. I feel like all the young dudes, like, every time I am like, this guy's good, it fucking inevitably becomes a sex pest. I mean, so I'm like, I, I refuse to answer the question because like, yeah. I, you know, like I'm just all the young dudes. <laughs> um, all the young dudes. All the young dudes are oh. now sex pests. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, well. I, I was just going to say, like, I can't think of anyone because like everyone I'm like, yeah, he's pretty good. It's like usually turns out to be bad in some way. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. We'll get back to you on the dudes, but yeah. That Jason Bateman, he's versatile. Wait, did Jason Bateman do is something he a, like that? Is he a sex pest? <laughs> he's in Ozark. I don't know. Oh. It's just like, that guy did comedies. And then he did Ozark. Okay. Is Ozark good? Keep an eye out for him. I don't know. I never watched it. Oh, okay. I don't it's have time for movies, for TV shows. It's supposed to be good, but I don't know. There's like four seasons worth, so I can't. Yeah. I can't commit to that. Well, I, uh, you Unless know, it's I've, over, and then I can commit to any any show where they're like, "Hey, it's over," then I can commit to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. It's not if it's not over, then I'll steer clear. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna start watching it for a while because I had just finished um, Breaking Bad, so I didn't need any more like drug dramas in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should sandwich in a winner's bone in the middle. <laughs> Is that also a drug drama? Uh, it's yeah. I mean, that's meth in the Ozarks. I mean, oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, that's got Jennifer Tied Lawrence. All Keep an eye on her. She yeah, might yeah, do she, some she, things. She might be all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh-huh. This one's from uh, your friend and mine, Moonpeer. Hey. Hey. It's so he, Mr. Moon. 
Yeah. So uh, Moon says, so when I don't have the time or mental facilities to rewatch a movie, even if it's one I love, I will jump over to Cinema Wins on YouTube. That is kind of like the opposite of Cinema Sins. That's a... I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they name all the things they love as they watch the movie, which, oh. which works. But yeah, Cinema nice. Wins on YouTube and watch a video about it. Give me just the right amount of content about the movie and why I liked it without spending hours watching. Is this cheating or is this okay? Uh, as someone who struggles with that myself in both film and video games, I am giving you carte blanche to do that as much as you want, Mr. Mr. Moon. If He's it, British, not French. You can't give him carte blanche. Uh, I think he would appreciate <laughs> me. Blank. You, yeah, you get a blank I, check. I think he would appreciate me giving him the French's card. Like, oh, okay. I've taken it from the French ah, we, to give yes. to you. So, um, no, I do that for for video games and movies. I I literally don't care anymore. No, I mean, I like, you know, anything I used to like be like, <laughs> it was a fucking Period. rule. No, I mean, just like, like if this was a rule or like, man, you're doing this wrong. I really don't give a shit. If it gives you joy, yeah. fucking do it. As long as it's not murdering people. Like, I mean, as long as it's not, you know, touching children or murdering people, fucking do it. I mean, I'm just saying like, you know, anything that gives you joy, you know, just don't hurt other people or animals or, you know. If you want to kill God, kill God. Whatever, you know, if God's so great, he could fight back. (laughs) But yeah, like I do it with, I do it with video games that I know I'm never going to play, but I want to play. Um, Like all of the survival crafting games, Uh you know, I want to play them all. But um, like there's a zombies one called Seven Days to Die. I really want to play that one, but I just don't, I can't make time for it somehow can't so be arsed. i and what's that can't be arsed exactly so i you know i've found a youtuber that does almost nothing but seven days to die content and i watch that all day while i'm working hmm. i i bet they appreciate it i'm sure they do the i views. have hundreds of hours of yeah. views um i agree with you guys i will have one caveat to that mm-hmm. and that is if you haven't seen the movie because I don't like getting commentary from others clouding my judgment of a movie. I even don't care about that anymore. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, I mean, like, I know people are like, hey, spoilers don't bother me. Great. Fucking read it all. I don't care. I really don't give a shit. If it, if it works for you, do it. <laughs> I'm saying, like, if you want to read the entire, if you want to read the last page first, fine. Dude, you mm-hmm. know, you live your goddamn life. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just don't make me read the last yeah. page first. Right. That's that's it. Yeah. Just don't yeah. don't fucking spread misery, spark joy. Yeah. What you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think and Moon and that's says, the thing. Like, if it's already ones that you've watched, then uh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. They, why not? I mean, I've watched commentary tracks of stuff just because I like the commentary track as much as the movie, and it's like sometimes I'm like, all right, I'll leave that on because mm-hmm. yeah, I used to do that a lot when I could actually watch movies while while being at work. You know, but it was so many of them. It was just, it was on in the background because it was just like that. It was like, I, I like this. This is a pleasant thing to be hearing in the background as I'm, <laughs> as I'm doing all the bullshit that I have to do and don't want right. to be doing. Oh, and let me, let me circle back. Cause I, I felt like I, I just contradicted myself and you brought it forward. But if you, if you want to have movies on the background, I don't begrudge you that. I'm just saying like, I know there are people that like throw a movie on in the background maybe have sat and like paid 
full attention to five, ten minutes of it and be like, yeah, I saw that. And like, you didn't fucking see that. <laughs> like, it was on in the background while you were like doing, you were playing Minecraft or doing, you know, doing literally anything else. It's like, you didn't fucking watch that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that, I, I think that's I what I was, you know, getting with. Like, you know, people mm-hmm. that, that, that's how they see movies is just, you know, like fucking background noise, you know, new content. Yeah. And, and I'm saying that more just because I know he hates cinema sins yeah. as much as we do. Yeah. And, there's a brand of people that are just like that movie sucks because I watched the cinema sins about it Mm. and they said it sucked. So, and it's like, and that's the shit I can't stand where it's just like, think for your fucking self, man. Like, I don't even care, dude. Don't (laughs) be a drone. Do whatever that makes you happy. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I I just, (laughs) well, don't come at me with your your opinion. If that's yeah. the case. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Is I, I just I think I've I've hit a new level of like I it doesn't do me any good to be angry at people that are that stupid. So I just don't care. You know, like it's uh, they're not going to change by me being like, no, but so I don't care anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, like I can tell you, like I can give you some advice of like what I think is the right way to live. But, you know, like, that's the saying. If like you want to watch Cinema Sins and that's how you form your opinions. Fine. You're an idiot. But, you know. <laughs> That's you, you go be a happy idiot. I don't care. Parlo is uh, getting closer and closer to a Zen master every day. Uh, <laughs> I feel one day he's just going to like f- float into picture <laughs> on the live stream and be like, hey man, this movie I, was an experience and then float <laughs> off screen. <laughs> he's just he eventually he's just going to become Dr. Manhattan sitting on the moon going, I'm tired of <laughs> yeah. you people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't blame you a bit. Yeah, I blame Doctor Manhattan. Yep. So I we're mean, gonna. Sure. Now go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna uh, make jokes. Okay. Proceed. Nope, cutting you off then. No joke zone. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so next one up from uh, Crazy Razzy. Crazy Razzy. Not movie related, because it is ask us anything, oh, and okay. so Crazy wants to know. Do you consider video games to be art? Because I do. To me, art is something you experience, then you talk about how it makes you feel and your thoughts on it. So do we consider video games art? 100%, yes. Not all of them, but I mean... Well, even... Yeah, okay, fine. Yes, all of them. (laughs) I mean, I hate to say it, but... No, I can't say that because there are are games that are literally designed by corporations to suck money and like no one was ever like at any point being like this, what will this make people think or feel? And that's what art is, you know, like, any game not made by Zynga. Is art. <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> I think all games have the capacity to be art because that's what art is. It's, 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 it's the, it's a, it's a desire to change the thought process of someone else. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what art yeah. is. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, to make them happy or to make them feel or make them think, you know, that's it. If there's intention art. behind the design, then, yeah. It can be art, right? Yes. So I yeah, mean, but, but like it's also games, like yeah. there's the question: like, would would you consider Tetris art? Yes. Or would it be highly music. designed craft? I I mean, or like Geometry Wars? Any like is that's the thing? There's well, there's art and intention and design and. I mean, by that things made to you know, evoke an emotion. I feel like by that you feeling. could be like, you know, you could just be like an asshole and be like, yeah, well, architecture is not art because it's all function. 
I mean, I'm just but architecture. You, I mean, look at you know, look at all the beautiful buildings in the world, I, like the I, Sydney I Opera it. House. You know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. Tetris is a great fucking game. I'm just saying by yeah. the, the the you know the fact that it's a building and it's utilitarian. I mean, and Tetris is a utilitarian game to while the time away. I'm just saying, like you could I make Tetris that is same. fun. Yeah, <laughs> well, so. just, you know. I just think like, you know, Tetris is the, the, the architecture side of art. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just, you could be an asshole and be like, no, building is, keeps you out of the, you know, rain yeah. and I will hear nothing else about it. It's like, yeah, yeah but also yeah. the Guggenheim. Yeah. And Tetris is weird because Tetris is almost more of a game than any of the rest of, you know, the games that we could talk about today. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. clearly defined rule set and, you know, it's, it's got a, it's got a delineated point to it and all that. But like you have to the hardest part about this discussion is like I can just I am comfortable for myself saying, yeah, most games are art. Mm-hmm. But then you have to really if I was to defend that position to someone, I would have to go dig up a definition that I'm comfortable with of what art is. And I'm still not comfortable with any of the definitions I've been able to come up with yet. Mm-hmm. So, because there's stuff that's like four squares of color on a, you know, on a piece of plywood. And I'm like, is that art? I don't think so. I do. I think so because it sucks. Or do I think, do I think that way? Because I don't think it's actually art. Um, I'm just not learned enough really to have that, you know, to have a strong defend- defensible position mm-hmm. I mean, on, I, you know, on what art is. Again, I just, to me, that's like, did the person, was the person like, you know, actually trying to evoke some emotion or were they just like thumbing their nose at the art world? You know, like, I mean, was like the, the, the intention true, like to, in modern art, you know, it's it, the, the content of said art is not mine to judge. It's like, you know, yeah. Modern art to me is fucking Jeff Dunham. It's some people would call it art, but I'm like, it's fucking basic and stupid and I'd rather it not be around. Well, then you look at oh. what's classically considered art, like, sure. um, you know, like the old uh, Dutch paintings of the people with ruffled feathers, like uh-huh. that's oh, in art museums. Dutch masters. Exactly. The Dutch masters. Um, but like those are those are portraits and those are commissioned pieces mm-hmm. to that replicate a person as in as much fidelity as was possible at the time mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a photograph you know or i should say a snapshot like is that art because it's really just like just a replication of something that already exists it's more of a mm-hmm. craft maybe but it's in art museums yeah um yeah well, Suck and, it, Vermeer. You're not art. And that's Whoa. the that's the thing with video games. They're in the state right now where they have to serve capital. Mm-hmm. They have to serve as capital. They have to make money to be considered for anything. And I, I think, say, I, the same or at least make- the majority yeah. of video games. And yeah, and obviously the majority of art in the Renaissance was commissioned and the guy did it because he's going to get paid to paint whatever this is that some rich person wanted. Yeah. Some rich person wanted to flex a look. I got a a picture of me above my fireplace Mm -hmm. holding a weird looking cat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This cost 40 of your lifetime's worth of your income. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
but but I think that's that's the biggest hurdle video games are facing right now is that they serve as commerce right now. But no for, different than movies. What's movies, that? Yeah. Movies yeah. are a, a giant collective art form that in at the end of the day somebody's looking mm-hmm. at the bottom line more than anything else. Yeah, and, and mean, that's just, a, and that's yeah. what I'm trying to say is that like we have to get to a point where an artsy game is something that people just no, you know, because like when you talk about movies, like, you know, people go, oh, yeah, the Oscar movies or whatever, people will know, okay, this is this is art. This is done for a specific, you know, dramatic purpose. And then there's, you know, and then like there's Fast Five where we know what the purpose of Fast Five is and it's not to win fucking That's Oscars. Art. Yeah, it is That's art. to be yes. art. <laughs> but or, you know, or let's just say Marvel movies is it's like they're they're. You, you wouldn't say when someone says, you know, I want an art movie, they go, there aren't any art movies. They're all Marvel movies. You know, it's like, no, there are plenty of movies that have that are are crafted in a much more different way than a Marvel movie. But I think in the general public's eye, video games are basically just Marvel movies. That's all that exists is, you know, first person shooter, whatever type movies or, or video games, so to speak. And I think yeah. that's the problem is we they we have to have that mainstream breakthrough of some kind of game that just has no shooting, no any of that. Like that is, you know, a walking simulator that grabs my parents' attention and they go, hey, I heard about this. You know, I heard about Gone Home, whatever. You know, it's not Gone Home, obviously, but something on that level has to break through to mainstream public consciousness, I think in order for video games to finally get some of that recognition. Well, the other, the other problem is, is we're talking about a generational form of art that's new. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any, anybody with eyes and ears can watch a movie and even one of the two is optional based on your, you know, accessibility options. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like games are still in an age where it's mostly age bracketed you know like there are people that just have never touched a video game never will touch a video game have no interest never will so i mean don't worry they're gonna die soon well yeah i mean we just have to hit a point where it's like everyone has to have grown up to at least had the like exposure of like touching a video game so that they have Mm -hmm. some basic knowledge of it you know we're just not quite there yet so yeah i'd say in another 20 years it's like it's gonna be pretty safe that you know everyone will have touched a video game at some point in their life (laughs) at some point yeah well and the other barrier that video games have you can watch a movie and you don't have to do anything and you will have the complete experience at the end of your two hours right a video game has to involve active input which allows it to do things that i could consider art like brothers there's stuff that happens in that game that I consider art and it's all related to how you control it and the things that you're doing and the mechanics that it eventually gives you by the end of that game that make it matter to me. But Mm -hmm. like my dad would never be able to finish brothers. If I sat him down and said, here do this. Whereas, you know, if I sat him down and asked him to watch, you know, (laughs) eight and a half or something, he'd hate it by the end, but he'd be able to get through it and he'd be able to watch the entire thing. And I think that's the other barrier that video games have. Eight and a half. That's a pretty generous score out of 10. Yeah. (laughs) I could could hear him saying that. (laughs) That's way too high. Yep. It played right after you said it in in Mackie's dad's voice. Yeah. But 
you know, that's the thing. There's no barrier there. The barrier, <laughs> the only barrier is time. And, right. you know, video games have that one little hurdle that's there. Sometimes it's a huge hurdle, obviously, because I know there's plenty of games that some of us love and I'll, the other ones are like, nope, yeah, I don't like playing that. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's where you get now we're getting down into the Roger Ebert, mm-hmm. you know, art is video game art argument. And I don't know. I mean, I think like is art have to be accessible, to, but to everybody, I don't know. Like, that's the idea mm-hmm. is like. You know, I think we maybe have at some point you have to like redefine what art is. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like I think the closest thing I could say is like if someone put a piece of art at the top of Mount Everest. And meaning that the only way you could see it was to climb fucking Mount Everest. That means the majority of people aren't going to see it. Does that not Mm -hmm. make it art? You know, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, that's, I mean, that's like video games. I mean, that's, you know, like a lot of people. If an art arts in in the forest and there's no, no eyes around to perceive it, is it really art? I'm not necessarily arguing that. I'm just saying that's the barrier to mainstream acceptance of it as this. Right. I just mean, it's, you know, it still is art. It's just most people aren't going to ever experience it because of the barrier of where it is. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know. I just, maybe art's just a dumb concept that we're trying too hard to rationalize. That's the thing. Trying to like compartmentalize art is probably a fool's errand. Mm. But um, there is one video game that is unequivocally art, in my opinion, and that is uh, Journey. Everyone. I thought you were about to say fifty cent bullet. I was waiting for it. I was like, I was like, how is it going to be half dollars? You just totally I mean, it is right here, swerved but, on me. Yeah, you totally. Was, I was just like, how me. is it going to be presented? It, blood on the sand is coming. Yep. But but I agree. Completely. I'm sorry. I went with a serious answer for once. Yeah, I, I apologize I to all of though, my fan. Journey is probably the most moving video game experience I've ever had. Yeah, I I cried playing Journey. So, mm-hmm. well, to me, it's. I yeah. mean, well, I haven't finished Journey, so I. I but Gone Home and uh, uh, Last of Us Part 2. Wait, did yeah. you say you haven't finished Journey? I have not finished Journey. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, you should go play it. It's like 45 minutes. I I, I fired it up one point. I, I didn't... I don't know. Maybe if like something was broken, I, I couldn't figure it out. Like I think people were supposed to be appearing and stuff, and nothing was yeah. happening. So, I don't know. You can do it alone. You can do it with okay. your random friend. Okay. But, yeah. And the only other one I could say that had that effect on me was Mass Effect 3 because there's a specific character death that is like mm-hmm. I would put on par with any character death in any movie that I've ever seen. So, all right. Also, 50 Cent Blood on the Sand is art. Yes. There it is. <laughs> also art. <laughs> Hit that big S ramp. Yep. Mm. Uh, we've got a question from the live chat here from Patrick Silent mm. who says, a serious question. Do you believe that John Carpenter can still make a comeback as a filmmaker? Oh, wow. That's so weird. I, my brain for no fucking reason whatsoever went to John Carter. And I was like, <laughs> is he going to make another movie? And I was like, really? I don't doubt it. Hey, man, Taylor Kitsch isn't doing anything. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, John Carpenter, I say no. Because he's old he as fuck, is, isn't he? Well, you know what? He's sitting at home smoking up, playing video games every day. Yeah. And you know what I would do if I was in John Carpenter's situation and the just residuals were just rolling in for everything and mm-hmm. I could sit around all day smoking up and playing video games. I'm going to let you know the answer to what I would do every day is I would sit around smoking <laughs> up, 
<laughs> playing video games and letting residual checks just keep showing up. And yep. I would be the happiest person on earth. And if you don't have the drive to truly make something, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And I think he does not have that drive anymore. And that's fine. I mean, yeah. he made some absolute stone cold fucking classics back to back to back to back to back. And good for he him. A, he has a better filmography than 98% of other filmmakers, you know, will mm-hmm. ever even hope to have. So, I mean, there, there, you know, there's people that like would be proud to have the thing in their filmography, much less anything else or, you know, like yeah. I just fucking like, Halloween. Like, right. Yeah. Halloween is so good. Like it's, you don't think about it because it's been imitated so much. But the last time I watched it, I was just like, this is a fucking masterclass. Like everything has intention in that movie and everything works and is timed exactly the way it needs to be. And I couldn't imagine like seeing that back in the seventies before slashers were like, just kind of a whole genre of their own. It, yeah. He's awesome. But I think he's, I think he's perfectly happy where he is and I don't think a comeback is in the cards for him. And I, even if he tried, I don't think it would succeed because I don't think he has the passion or like this desperate need. It's not like, like a uh, George Miller just decided to go back out in the desert and is like, I need to make the ultimate Mad Max movie. And like out of the blue, just fucking destroyed everyone. Like, How does this happen? You know, and but I think it's because he knew there was still a story that he wanted to tell in there, and so he and he actually got some crazy son of a bitch to sign off on it and let him do it. And we are all living in a better universe because of it. Yep, absolutely. All Sorry right. if I just dominated that one. Unless <laughs> no, you guys no, have no, anything no, to add to it. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, I think you said it perfectly. I just, you know. Why, you know, I think I, I think that's a big thing going back to the previously and like art, you know, you've got to have passion. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have passion, I mean, that's, you know, if you want to talk about where passion goes to die, it's the fucking corporation. So, I mean, I'm saying that's why, you know, it's going to be hard to like get passion to persist through the end product of a movie or a video game. And I think that's why we're all like in awe when it does happen because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, shit. That passion somehow persevered through all this bullshit and somebody going like, eh, maybe it needs a, a talking brainy griblin, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked about movies that feel like they got no studio notes mm-hmm. and they're usually like movies we absolutely love. Yeah. You know, like, and, and oh, and that one, like a movie that just totally unexpected. Sorry to bother you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Holy shit. Like if that's not the prototype movie, you say like, I can't tell you anything about this. And even mm-hmm. if I did, you'd be like, quit fucking with me. That's not yeah. what this movie is. And then you'd watch it and be like, holy shit, that's actually what this movie is. And sorry to bother you. Like I still no comprehension how that got made, how people gave him money and let, <laughs> let boots just make that fucking movie. I don't know how it happened. I, it, Blows my mind. Yep. I mean, yeah, to circle back to that question, now I'm thinking about, like, the feeling I had watching Get Out, like, especially, like, the end. Yeah. I I mean, I was just like, I was just like, like, you know, maybe not the entire movie, but, like, man, talking about, like, circumventing your expectations in a big way, just. Well, and then the very end, just, like, being like, oh, my God, 
that this no, this is not happening. This is not yeah. about to happen. And then yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And then what happens happens, and you're like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for not talking directly about it and talking around it, so that I can enjoy the experience later. Yeah, I I just mean you know, there are certain things where it's like, you know, it, it's hard to replicate that, like where you like your your physical nature changes. You know, where it's mm-hmm. like you're you're watching or experiencing something, and you're like, you you tense up or. You know, like something, you know, awakens in your gut, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I am so heavily invested in what's happening right now that it's like, it's, it's altering my chemistry. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. Th- those experiences are few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a serious thank you, by the way. <laughs> I appreciate oh, you guys sure, yeah. talking yeah. obliquely about it. Yeah. Um, in a similar vein here, last one's from Kyle. Who says, uh, if you could erase your memory of one movie so you could experience it again for the very first time, what would it be? And also tying into the previous question, he says, my pick would have to be John Carpenter's The Thing. I saw enough of The Thing in clips on cable before being able to watch it in full that I feel I never got the experience I would have if going in totally clean. I'd love to clear it from my mind and see it for the first time. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Well, hundred thousand fucking percent because i mean you know i was what three when that came out i probably yeah. did not appreciate the the mic drop nature of that movie and you know by the time i was fully uh, you know fully cognizant it was like it was just everywhere and you knew it <laughs> so mm-hmm. like I, I would like to go back and see that experience after the first time oh. i would do that with all three of the original trilogy i would i would have to like i would I wouldn't want to just have one, you know, because um, I'm similar, similar to you. Like I had and similar to like, uh, like Kyle's situation, I saw clips of it, you know, clips of all of the Star Wars movies, it seems like growing up and like we had a taped TV version of, I think, all of them, mm-hmm. you know, before we got the widescreen VHS set, the Darth Vader widescreen VHS yep. set. The special um, edition ones. Or wait, yeah. no, that was right before the special edition ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like 95. Something like that. Because yeah. I had that. I, I sold that a few years back for a lot of money that should not have sold for that much. Yeah, they had, there was like, there was one set that was silver and black that was Darth Vader. It was widescreen and there was like a goldish Yoda one that was full screen, I think. Those were yeah. the special edition ones. Are they? Okay. Yes. There was yeah. one that was like a wide, uh, like a rectangular oh, box. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. that's the one I had. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't think now, I have. Now I'm well, remembering that I had the weird episode one VHS widescreen thing that was in that stupid yep. wide box too. Yep. I had that one too. Yeah. I God. forget which one I, I had, but I had, maybe it wasn't the widescreen, but we had the, the ones that came out before the special editions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think that would be monumental. Um, oh, I think I know which ones you're talking about. They had like, they had like a stormtrooper on the cover, I think, and they were like kind of black and purple-y, weren't they? I feel like that was like the last set. I think that so. Was yeah, like, that was like before they did special edition bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but the widescreen one, I think, it had Darth Vader on one side, but it was all black, and it had like I want to say it was like a blue foil for all the types. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was nice for Let a VHS see. set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's definite. That's a that yeah that that's that's the top of the list right there. But um, I mean yeah, I, I, I mean, think I, uh, yeah I mean you take that out, mm-hmm. 
for sure. And mine, I actually think, would be the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Because I went Ooh. in not caring about Lord of the Rings, not caring about Hobbits, not caring about fantasy shit. Because, like, people forget to that point, like, that was just, like, a cursed movie genre. Like, there were some that people liked, but there were none that were just, like, universally like, good. Like Conan the first is, like, probably one of the only generally considered, like, this is fucking good. Like, yeah. I mean, and maybe even and like, that's, to some people were, like, dumb. They thought it was dumb, too. And that's almost 20 years before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, like, and to be able to go back and just have that experience of like, holy shit. Like these movies are actually good. And they're like, not just good, good. They're like all time fucking amazing. Good. And you know, to be able to sit down and go through all three and, you know, have that experience again, I think, I think would be amazing. (laughs) And it's not like the surprise of anything like, you Mm -hmm. know, like, Oh, Oh my God, the twists, it wouldn't be any of that. It would just be like that entire experience like not realizing that exists and then suddenly having like this entire world of awesome, yeah. I think would be super cool. Yeah. Like other, you know, cheap answers that we've said lots of times is uh redo fast five. Yeah. Uh, redo Pacific Rim, redo John wick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I personally John would wick. like, I mean, it didn't, it didn't mess with my expectations, but you know, like a hundred percent meeting them on a, every conceivable level is like, I would want to every day have the baby driver experience. Where I, I mean, I was fucking, I was vibrating. <laughs> I mean, I, was, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, this is fucking, this is my everything. Like, this is everything to me. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, you know, these are the things I would want to go back and redo. You know, the South Park movie. I want to go back and have that experience a billion times, like the first time, like seeing that in the theater. Yeah, I was gonna say like doing the Matrix, the original mm-hmm. one again, because I, you know, now it's such a common thing in in sure. culture. But like people forget, like they didn't say what the fuck was going on in that movie at all in the trailers or anything. You know, they all they had was nobody can be told what the Matrix is. You have to experience it for yourself. Like Shen Yun, you know, it's like you gotta you gotta be you gotta go to it before you know what it is. And yeah. And people were like good about not spoiling it either. There's one, and I haven't seen it, but I would like to go back to a time before I got spoiled on the sixth sense so that I could watch it. Yeah. I would like the the you know, oh. Men in Black Mind Eraser for the sixth You're sense. Not much. I know, but I I know I, I know. miss the zeitgeist. I would know. I would love to redo the experience I had seeing that because I went. I, my mom and I went. I don't know why she was in town, but we went, and we went to AMC Regency, and it was a absolutely packed theater opening night. Oh, and man. I just remember there's a point where the ring hits the floor and this lady behind me goes, oh, hell no. Uh-uh, <laughs> no. And then everyone realizes what's going on. <laughs> and I just, I'll never forget that lady just being like, just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no. And I was like, yeah, this is, this yeah, is the I stuff. Just, I just want to go back. Uh, I want to continually, I, you know, like if, if, yeah, they always say like you know you get like locked into like a single memory. What was that? Oh, it was in Kids in the Hall, Brain Candy. They're like they you know they take that pill and it just like plays your happiest memory on a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm not saying it was like my happiest memory. I I want to have on a loop that kid's mind being blown during Pacific Rim. Yeah, like I, I want I want that 
I know I've had experiences like that, but I'm old and I don't remember them. But like, I want to, I want to have that joy on a loop in my head of like, my mind just got fucking blown. <laughs> like that just, wow. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, kid. That was fucking rad. Uh, that's great. Um, I think in a similar vein to uh, Star Wars, I would have to, I would have to say alien as well. Yeah, that would be um, pretty good. Especially not knowing any of the cast either. Like not knowing who became famous or anything after. Right. I think would be great. Yeah, if I could just experience that blank, that'd be fantastic. Um Yeah, I mean there's so many things. Like I'm just looking at my movie shelf over here and like, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Pulp that'd Fiction, be cool. Independence Day. I mean, stupid as it is, like I came out of Independence Day, like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I hope everybody did. Like that was Yeah, you know, it was that's fucking like, awesome. I'm just saying, like like now it's like that's another thing where it's just like that has been, you know. Austin Powers to death, where it's just like ah fuck Independence Day. I don't even give a shit mm-hmm. about it anymore. But that, that first experience was just like fuck yeah. Ah oh, man, if you go back and or if you just pop in Independence Day and watch it on its own and just kind of zen out and forget everything that surrounds it, that movie still fucking rules. Oh, it's a great movie. I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying it's one of those things that's like it became so you know it played on television 20 times a day on some channel mm. somewhere that everyone saw everything about it and Ooh, like know. bulletproof monk <laughs> <laughs> yes that's one i haven't referenced in a while mm-hmm. um yeah like and, and i think i've asked this before but i i'm gonna ask it again is that the one with mira sorvino bulletproof or, monk yeah i don't remember <laughs> there's one where it's like it's, i, I want to say I've... it's like Jet Li and mira sorvino teamed up Oh no! This is the one with uh, Stifler and um, Jet, with Jet Li. No, no that's Chow Yun Fat. Chow Yun Fat. Fat. You're right. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yes. You're thinking of replacement killers. Okay. There it is. Was that also Chow Yun Fat or was that Jet Li? Did I just fucking do it again? Uh shit! Now I can't remember. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, there are certain movies like that that it's like, I think Mira Servino will be more famous forever because of like the movie that plays on repeat on FX forever. You know what I mean? It's like, you mm-hmm. know, she may have been in like, you know, bigger movies or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I, it's just always, it's always funny to me when there's like, you know, some actor or whatever. It's just like, that will be the thing they're most known for because it's like played on a fucking loop somewhere. Yeah. I want to mention what, what Kyle says in the chat about the current discussion. Cause Kyle mm-hmm. actually gets to see his question answered. Usually he's late. Okay. Um, but he says, I get slices of this. Now my 18 uh, year old daughter, um, is watching movies with me. I get to see the pure reactions. Uh, I got to appreciate the first Saw again without the cloud of the sequels by watching her react to the ending. And that's one way that you can sort of relive your first experience is like take the movies that you love and foist them onto people. Mm. Um, I've done that with a with a couple movies here recently. Um, you know, I thought they were suggesting that we procreate like, you know, so that no, can, no, you know, nobody you should have your, your regrets no. and everything upon your children. No, and oh, I was okay. just using it using Kyle as sort of a gotcha. slant example. I was just um, cautioning against a black swan situation, so that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't recommend procreating for most people. Okay, um, but it's a fun process yeah, though. Yeah. Practicing is good. Yeah, practice. I, I endorse that. Practice yeah. all you want. Um, but <laughs> it's just but like you like, want to do all the war exercises, but you don't actually want to declare war. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, show people movies that you love and um, and you can sort of live vicariously through them, mm -hmm. especially if they, they haven't seen them. Um, uh, a couple more from my shelf, like Scott Pilgrim. I would love to see that for the first time one more time. Um, and <laughs> Xanadu and the Apple, like <laughs> especially Xanadu. I'd love to yeah. I'd love to see Xanadu again for the first time and just get to like get to be bowled over by that by the what the fuckness of that movie i think we were all just in shock when we recorded that episode because we were like what just happened and i think zark was here for it and he's just like <laughs> i think he was the only one who wasn't 100 percent on board yeah because i i, I seem to remember so. that but i think all the rest of us were like i don't know what that was but it kind of fucking ruled i think like my brain it can't figure it out yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy times. Yeah. Uh, Good times. But yeah, it, it would be nice to erase my memory of episode one, but then not experience it again for the first time. <laughs> I, I would love to, honestly, our though, episode one or Star Wars episode Star one? Star Wars episode one. Oh, okay. It's actually worse, our episode, our worse episode than our one episode is, one. <laughs> our episode one's pretty bad, too. Both Both versions of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Patrick in the chat has a good example. He said, I've shown people psycho. They were blown away because they didn't know a thing about the story, not to mention the ending. Good times. And yeah, that one, that one's like the original rug pull <laughs> movie. Yeah. I wish I could see that without having, you know, there are a lot of movies like that where they just exist in the, you know, in the sort of cultural conversation knows and it. you, yeah. And you can't help, but know about it. Yeah. Um, and you can't help but know how it goes. And so you mm -hmm. don't get that. You don't get any surprise. Now, sometimes you do. Every once in a while, you, you manage to squeak one out. But um, yeah, I would like to do that with a lot of movies that I haven't watched just because I'm like, all right, well, I, I already know how it ends. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Not yeah. important. Yeah, but. They'll, they'll always have Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but jumping back real quick to episode one and harlow's you know talking about like favorite like reliving a favorite memory like mm -hmm. honestly being in line for the preview showing and just how excited all of us that were in that line were because not only were we like getting to see our, the first actual star wars movie in 16 years at that point but also just like all the hope and excitement and like feeling as cool as we were because we were seeing it 10 days earlier than like the entire world and like still not believing the luck that we had, that we were actually in that line. There's something awesome about that level of anticipation and fun. And then how I was literally changed afterward because like it like destroyed hope. Like, like that movie was so bad. It was just like, <laughs> like genuinely like, it didn't allow me to get that excited about a movie ever again. And that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's like, and that's, you know, when people say, Oh, it ruined my childhood. It didn't ruin your childhood. Your childhood still exists, but it probably did ruin that sense of getting super excited. The rest of your life. Well, it's like, it's, you know, it, it ruins that feeling of waiting for Christmas. And then, you know, you don't and Christmas is canceled, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it, it genuinely fucked with my head from that point forward. I was just like, I 
how was it that bad? How did this happen? Like, how could this honestly happen? And yeah. Rick McCallum. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I am in the, uh, Kyle's in the chat saying that he remembers lying to himself after that it was good. And I was, I was in that camp too. I was like, lightsaber fights were amazing. Pod racing was super fucking cool. I like. I told you guys was, my story with that, right? Like what I did on episode one opening day. Mm-mm. Okay, so I went Didn't to the you, midnight showing or okay. whatever they did. Yeah. You know, I had I bought two tickets for the following day. Like I went with another group of people twice again. So yeah. I saw it three times Ooh. within like a 24 hour span. And so like the first time I did that, like I came out and I was like, yeah, the, the pod racing and man, that lightsaber fight at the end is real good. And the second time I was like, oh man, that's, that's really not good, is it? And then by the third time it was just like, fuck, that's, that's bad. That's bad Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it was, it was like, it was deflating because like, you know, meeting up with the person that I was going the third time, I was just like, oh man, I'm sorry, man. I can't lie to you. Like. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to like I don't want to fuck with your head, but I've seen it twice now, and yeah, I'm just I, trying to I'm trying to help you there here. Like set your expectations. Yeah, when people found out I had gone for ten days, all I could say was the pod race is cool, the lightsaber fights are cool, but you really need to lower your expectations. And they're like, "What do you mean? It's Star Wars." And I was like, "You really need to lower your expectations." <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, so I have a quick story, Star Wars story, that, yeah. uh, that will end on a high note. Okay, good. Um, because the most hyped I think I've been about Star Wars uh, with a great payoff would have been when the special editions came out and I got tickets to see it opening night. And it was fucking amazing. Got all that standing in line, like an hour of standing in line. You know, like like the, the prequels, it's all Star Wars fans. We're all there. We're all hyped up. We're all ready to go. Um, only there wasn't a massive letdown <laughs> like there was in the in the prequels. You know, again, and I think it was a midnight showing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's 11 o'clock. You get in line with the other 200 huge nerds. Half of them are dressed up. There are a bunch of people with, you know, lightsaber toys and shit um and that was like the biggest nerd experience i think i'd had at that point in my life was was in that line and my uh my sister's boyfriend or husband at the time i can't remember what part of the timeline that was but yeah like he got us tickets and we went to we went to see it and getting to see star wars in the theater for the first time at a midnight showing with a hyped up crowd and you know, the special editions, we, we talk shit about them, but, but it was seeing them in a theater. Yeah. Seeing it in a theater. I didn't realize audience. like some of the jokes people and, laugh at. Yeah. You know? And, and in high definition, you know, um, not on the 27 inch CRT in the living room, you know, two forty P or two forty I. Sorry. Yeah. That's what a VHS tape is. Exactly. Um, you know, that was such a huge monumental experience. And, um, 
I wouldn't mind living that one over again because that was that was really fucking great. Mm-hmm. And then we got to see the other two as well. Is that was awesome? It was good. Wait, times. you went to like a all of them? Time? No, 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 no. Oh, I mean, like, like yeah, eventually yeah. we we got to see. Yeah, yeah. wasn't it like it was every was three like two, weeks? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like it was like a month apart or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, I didn't get the tickets yeah. to opening night for. Empire uh, for being the, other. the best of the special editions too. I mean, yeah. I'm saying it has the least egregious. Like it really doesn't have anything particularly egregious in it. Yeah. Like episodes one's got the dumb stepping on Jabba's tail bullshit, and you know, Greedo shooting first, and yeah, and the third one's got the fucking atrocious musical sequence oh, in God. Jabba's palace. I yeah. didn't even notice the Han shot first debacle. Hmm. That's how that's how hyped I was. Gotcha. Didn't even notice it, um, but yeah, that was a that was a great time. Back when back when life was good, mm-hmm. yeah. Unlike this unfettered mess we have now. Anyway, do we have any more questions? I think we're no. Think that we're was it. Out. Nice. Well, this has been a good variety hour. Variety um, hour. Yeah. We will probably end up doing another one of these or two or three. So um, if you have further questions for us, you know, if you didn't manage to get a question in, uh, email us bmf at bmfcast.com. Tweet us at bmfcast or uh, give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105-JAX-BMF or 9105569263. If you just want to interact with our our content in general, check out bmfcast.com. That is where all of it lives. Uh, And if you... Uh, love what we do and you want to help uh, keep the lights on and keep the servers running and uh, keep us in bad movies uh, <laughs> check us out at patreon.com slash bmfcast that's where we uh, we will allow you to give us money on a monthly basis and we give you some cool ass content in return uh, including things like Doctor Who You, BMFcast Extra and uh, the new Bond Recap Podcast we have all the time in the world starring me and my friend Jens. Wow, I think that that's like all very that was like a very professional contact information read. I know. Did you read did you write all that down? No, I didn't. It just came to me. Chuck should probably clip that out and use it. Yeah, just the, use that every time. That we've said that like three or four times now. <laughs> I know. I think I like, you're just getting good at it. I just I mean that oh, was I mean, like that was like no 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 fluff. I'm always trying like, to make jokes and I decided not to make any jokes this time. Okay. And yeah. I didn't interrupt you, so it was like, a oh, roll. Yeah. Yeah. I like to interrupt you because it just it, it, it frustrates you. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that's a that's a good reason to do it. Good reason to continue doing it forever I and ever, so. and I'll never I, resent you for it. Yeah, I know you won't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we always interrupt each other. We finish each other's sandwiches. You didn't even let me interrupt you with sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, uh, yep. A thing that everyone thinks is a frozen joke, but it's really a Joss Whedon joke. And maybe even a joke before that. Hmm. Yep. Oh, do people think that's from Frozen? Yeah. I mean, it is in Frozen, but it was in right. an episode of Buffy first, and yeah. it's probably even a joke before that. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? That's okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And this is Banffcast Variety Hour Away. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Lily, <laughs> Lily. <laughs> yeah.